2020 was supposed to be a banner year for San Diego transit projects. A new Grand Central Terminal, a people mover to the airport, and expanded service countywide. Now, with the coronavirus pandemic freezing the economy, these grand plans now need to be reworked. Today is Tuesday, April 14th. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your Coronavirus Update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. And just a quick heads up, we're doing something different on the podcast. We'll be broadcasting the recording of the podcast on Facebook in the afternoon. Because of that, there are some audio hiccups, as we are all working from home. Hey everyone, I'm Daniel Wheaton, host of the daily news podcast, The San Diego News Fix. We're doing something a little different today, and we're deciding to broadcast the recording live. And today we have reporter Joshua Emerson-Smith, who covers transportation. And as you all know, we're all working from home, so congrats, you get to see both of our kitchens. Joshua, you wrote a story about the changes that MTS and Sandag have to make because of the pandemic. What was 2020 supposed to be before this craziness happened? Right. It was supposed to be a banner year for transit. We were going to see the unveiling of two major plans, one by the San Diego Metropolitan Transit System and one by the San Diego Association of Governments. This was going to kind of revolution, set the stage for revolutionizing transit in the San Diego region. And it seems that they were really building up this thing. They had these plans for the Grand Central Station, really getting San Diegans to finally buy into transit. How set back are all those plans now? Well, the MTS plans to expand bus and trolley service seem like they could suffer a really big setback, especially because the agency had planned to go to voters in November for a tax increase to pay for all of these upgrades. And now it seems highly unlikely that the agency will go to voters this year, which is a a big missed opportunity for MTS because this is a presidential election year. High turnout usually favors these kinds of measures. And San Diegans have known to be a little bit transit averse. We're not totally against it, but we don't exactly have the best system. Where were things before the outbreak? Were people viewing MTS and NCTD in a more positive light before it wasn't as much needed? Well, transit ridership in the San Diego region was trending upwards slightly. Uh, The officials at MTS and NCTD were uh, very encouraged by this, especially because transit agencies, including here in San Diego and across the country, had been experiencing um, low ridership for a number of years uh, consecutively. So folks had hoped that things were turning around for transit in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And you've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but there are two organizations here and they all have different wants and needs. Can you kind of uh, give us the sense of how Sandag and MTS were kind of tackling this plan of growth separately? Right. So SANDAG, or the San Diego Association of Governments, is the long-range planning and transportation agency for the region. And they dole out the money for MTS and NCTD and also build uh, big highway and rail projects. And so SANDAG still has a grand vision for how it wants to revolutionize transit in the region, although... Uh, That was supposed to have been unveiled uh, this month, and now that also has been delayed indefinitely. We don't really know when we're going to see 
that big ambitious plan, uh, which could include everything from a major transit hub, which has been called San Diego Grand Central, to a brand new high-speed commuter rail system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like uh, leadership in Sandag was really kind of, you know, building up the drama, saying, hey, we have a chance to change San Diego and make it much more transit friendly. And just when the, the big kind of reveal was going to happen, everything stopped. So to get a sense of how bad things are, can you give us a sense about how deep those cuts in ridership are and kind of what that means to organizations that, you know, get some funding from fares? Right. And it should be we should note that MTS gets nearly 40 percent of its budget from from ticket sales. So this hit to its ridership right now. Ridership has nose has taken a nosedive uh, roughly 65, 70 percent on any given on any given day. Um, that has impacted its bottom line significantly. But there's also another factor here, which is that uh, it also relies heavily on um, sales tax revenue, specifically a sales tax called Transnet, a half cent sales tax here in the region. And as the whole economy has basically been put on hold, those that funding has dried up as well. So Sandag and MTS and NCTD are facing much of the same issues that local governments and cities are also facing, which is just no public public funding is drying up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like when everything is slowed down, all of these plans that kind of depend on a strong economy completely had to go out the window. So do you have a sense of what the timeline is for when, whenever um, Sandag or MTS will have new plans that kind of address the reality of we're going to be in a recession or possibly a depression. So what's next? You know, it, it's really unclear about what's going to happen next. I mean, obviously, the big news this week is that we're now talking about opening the economy up slowly again. We don't really know what that's going to look like exactly, how fast it's going to happen, whether or not we're going to have to all go back to sheltering in place suddenly if there's a surge in outbreaks again. So much like the rest of the economy, the transit agencies are just taking kind of like a wait and see approach. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And uh, I haven't asked this yet, but what exactly has MTS done to prevent the spread of the virus on transit? Because I think part of why you're seeing certain cities fare much worse than other areas is because it's spreading on transit. Yeah, definitely. And they've been very proactive with wiping down the trolleys and the buses and uh, no cash fares are being used. Fares for the trolley are being checked on the platform so that the security officials are not walking around on the trolley cars anymore. They've reduced service. They've done a 25 percent reduction in service, mainly to the frequency at which buses come, and that is to limit the exposure that drivers have to riders. And so they've taken a number of measures, kind of just best practices that seem to be working. Although at this point, um, MTS has had five bus drivers that have tested positive for the new coronavirus, as well as two maintenance workers. So they're not immune to the situation, but they have been pretty aggressive in trying to limit the, the impact to their workers. 
Yeah, and how open has MTS been with uh, communicating when, you know, someone tests positive for the virus? Because that's something we're hearing across America is that some governments and some agencies haven't been as open. And that creates a lot of worry and tension when we don't know where infections may or may not be. As far as I can tell, MTS has been very open with me about when uh, riders are being infected or to what extent the circumstances. I mean, they've even published the routes that the infected bus drivers were working. Um, so I can say so far, as far as we know, unless there's something they're hiding, you know, which I have no mm-hmm. reason to believe there is, they've been pretty transparent. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, once we're through this, do you have a sense that the public view on transit is going to change? Because in this past month, we've seen clearer skies, people are driving less, and you hear reports of you know people driving more poorly because there are four people on the road. Uh, do you think the, the kind of view on transit will be a little bit more positive once we emerge out of this pandemic? Well, it's hard to say, right? I mean, a lot of uh, the majority of MTS's ridership are folks who don't have a car, so they don't really have a choice. You know, if they're not wor- if they're not riding transit right now, it's probably because they're not working. Um, we don't have a lot of choice riders, but there is this other question about to what extent will the public have an appetite for expanding those services? Like we first thought was going to be the the theme for San Diego this year is expanding the transit. And it's unclear whether people will want to approve the kind of tax measures that are required to to move forward with those plans. Yeah, it does seem like kind of these plans for expanding transit and kind of making it easier to commute to certain job centers was kind of hinged on the idea that downtown would be transformed into, you know, a place with a lot more jobs, a lot more density. But because of this economic downturn, downtown might just stay as it is or become, you know, fewer jobs in that area. I mean, in the age of the coronavirus, I have given up making any predictions. So I think we just have to wait and see what happens, honestly. Certainly. A lot of questions, not a lot of answers. Josh Jermson-Smith, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Now your coronavirus update. San Diego County health officials said that six more people have died from COVID-19 in the county, bringing the current death toll to 53. Three of the victims were men between the ages of 63 and 86. The other three were women between the ages of 81 and 100. The county also logged an additional 83 cases of the virus for a new total of 1,930. Despite the uptick, the numbers continue to suggest that the region's curve is flattening. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher reiterated what health officials have long said, residents must continue to stay at home to ensure that cases don't rebound. There will be no San Diego County Fair this year. The vote was unanimous from the board. Through economic stimulus passed by Congress last month, San Diego area colleges and universities will get $137 million to cope with the impact of the crisis. Marine Corps Recruit Depot in San Diego welcomed a new company of recruits Monday as the Corps tries to maintain its training pipeline a week after several recruits in San Diego tested positive for the virus. San Diego MTS has reported that five bus drivers and two trolley maintenance workers have tested positive. Of the five drivers, one had been on vacation for the last two weeks and had no contact with riders or other MTS workers. The other drivers had been working on the following routes, 7, 8, 9, 10, 13, 14, 25, 215, and 944. 
California Governor Gavin Newsom says California needs to increase testing, protect high-risk residents from infection, and expand hospital capacity before the state can begin to modify the unprecedented stay-at-home order he imposed one month ago and gradually return to a sense of normalcy. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union-Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read our public health stories related to the virus online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of your news at your fingertips, wherever and whenever you want if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.